Welcome to the Becoming Priority Podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Woodard, and I'm so glad you joined me today. Here at Becoming Priority, I believe that we have to be intentional about making time for ourselves. Whether you need to carve out space for your spiritual, mental, or physical health, you are in the right place. Life is busy. Responsibilities are overwhelming. And I know that sometimes, no matter how hard we try to make time for the things that are important in our lives, we forget to add ourselves to that list. It's a constant struggle, but I'm here to tell you that you deserve to put yourself first. And I'm here to encourage, inspire, and support you in becoming priority in your life. Hello. Hey, everyone. I want to welcome you to the Becoming Priority podcast. I'm going to take this opportunity to introduce myself, give you a little bit of my background, and also share my heart behind starting this podcast. So my name is Melissa Woodard. For those that don't know me, I'm a Texas girl born and raised in a small town in West Texas. I'm a Christ follower. My faith is very important to me. So you will hear that weaved into these podcasts. I'm a wife, a boy mom, a business owner. I run a full-time contract embroidery business in a shop in my backyard. And for those that are keeping up with it, I am an Enneagram 8. This podcast is my passion project. I grew up less than a mile from where I currently am raising my family, so obviously family is very important to me. I'm the baby of the family. I have one brother and one sister. And my parents are divorced. They've been divorced since I was very young. And I grew up in the house with my mom and stepdad. Uh, My dad wasn't around as much as I would have liked for him to be. But I'm blessed that he is now. And we have a very great relationship. Now, my stepdad was self-employed. And that's how he provided for our family. But like most small businesses, money could be very tight from time to time waiting on customers to pay. So we weren't the wealthiest, and we did struggle financially sometimes, but we were provided for it, had a roof over our head, clothes, and food. Now, my mom helped my stepdad with his business most of my life, I guess. She was a stay-at-home mom. My stepdad worked hard to provide for our family, but he was a very strict parent. He would rather us be seen and not heard, and honestly, he was emotionally and verbally abusive, and at times, he could be physically abusive. So growing up is when my mental health issues began. I did struggle with depression, anxiety, self-esteem issues, and of course, authority issues. We were not raised in church, but thankfully later in life, my stepdad and mom both were saved. And we know that he loved us and provided for our family the best way he knew how. And we've always been there for each other no matter what. And we were with him and uh, there for him until we lost him to cancer. Um, It was a hard childhood, but we didn't know any different. And so it's just how we were raised. My personal church days mostly began when I started dating my husband. We grew up together and his family was very grounded in their faith. So when we got together, we attended church regularly. We've been together since I was 16 and married in 1998. Not long after we married, I was saved and we have been involved in church throughout most of our adult lives. We decided to start a family um, in 2001. We had our first son, Dax, 
And during that pregnancy is when the physical health issues kind of began for me. I had high blood pressure towards the end of my pregnancy and ended up on bed rest for about a month. Thankfully, after he was born, it went down back to normal and I didn't have to be medicated. Now, I did struggle with postpartum de depression after his birth. And then a couple of years later, I had a miscarriage and that also caused me to deal with some depression as well. In 2006, I got pregnant with my son, Nate. And within the first two months of that pregnancy, my blood pressure shot back up and even on meds, it never came down. It stayed high the entire pregnancy. So I spent seven months of my pregnancy on bed rest with a four-year-old in the house. That was a struggle. Anyone with kids knows how hard that is. Now, my husband was great about helping out around the house, and he really stepped up and helped us throughout that time, and he still does. And after Nate was born, I had to remain on blood pressure meds because it didn't go away when he was born like it did with Dax. So this is when I personally started taking a real interest in my health and advocating for myself. I knew deep inside that my blood pressure issues were very much weight related. And if I could get some of the weight off, I knew I could come off of the meds. So I worked hard and worked with my doctor and I was able to come off meds in 2008. Now we all know that life happens. And in 2016, the weight was slowly creeping back up to a number that I knew was gonna result in more blood pressure meds. So in November, I walked back into a Weight Watchers meeting and joined for the third or fourth time, determined to make it through the holidays without going back on meds. I was successful at losing the weight. I lost it slowly. And in August of 2017, I hit goal, maintained, and earned lifetime status with Weight Watchers. Now, I am still a member. And although I'm above the goal currently, I am committed to getting back there. I love the community and the program because it focuses on several areas of health, although I do not agree with the focus on the number of the scale. In 2017, I also joined Beachbody, and I started the Becoming Priority Instagram page. Now, I did this mainly for accountability for my workout programs that I was doing to keep up with my coach and the people that were working out alongside me. I did think at the time that I might want to be a coach with Beachbody, but I had already lost the weight and I knew that the shakes weren't necessarily required to do it. So I really never could pursue it. I love the workouts. I still use their products, but I couldn't push them exclusively as the way to lose weight and remain healthy. I remember so many evenings when we were walking as a family, just telling Donald that I had to be made for something other than just running an embroidery business. I wanted to do something that impacted lives and made a difference. And I knew it was something to do with health and wellness, but I wasn't sure what it was just yet. Now, fast forward to October of 2018, and my mother-in-law was diagnosed with acute myeloid leukemia. My husband and I spent every other weekend traveling to Houston to visit them. And they kind of started to dive into her treatment. It was going to be a long-term commitment and stay for them in Houston. And so we rotated every other weekend, driving eight and a half hours one way to be with his parents. And his sister would go on the weekends that we were not. Um, it was really important for us to be there for them and to bring a little bit of home to them. They actually live next door. So our family is super close. And we wanted to be there with them in Houston as much as we could. Now, Donald had been having some vision issues for several weeks before this, and he had been having headaches for the last several months. So these trips were extremely hard on him. 
he was tired and they were long, fast trips. We would leave on Friday, spend the day Saturday there and drive home on Sunday. We went the first weekend of December and he almost pulled out in front of someone when we were leaving from Chick-fil-A. So I took the keys from him and did not allow him to drive the rest of the weekend. He was so bad on the drive home that he couldn't hardly stay awake. And I told him that it's either straight to the ER or I'm driving you to work tomorrow because I'm not allowing you to drive yourself anymore. So he did make the decision to go to the ER. We ended up driving straight into town, straight to the ER. And after many tests, our friend who was working that night told us that they had found a mass in his brain and that we would need to be transferred immediately to Dallas because there was no neurosurgeon in our area. Now we grew up with this friend and I'm blessed. God worked his way in that situation to have him working that evening. And I was able to talk to him and let him know there was no way I was flying out of that hospital without going home to see my boys first. Um, we had just witnessed my in-laws flying out of that same hospital seven weeks previous, and they had never came home since then. So he allowed us to go home. We rested for a few hours and we got up the next day and drove to Houston or Dallas. Sorry, we went to Dallas the next day. Long story short, surgery was scheduled and he had brain surgery on December the 11th to remove a large egg-sized tumor from his right parietal lobe. Now, we returned on the 27th for our follow-up visit and the biopsy results, expecting to be done with this and move on with our lives. But unfortunately, he was diagnosed with grade 3 anaplastic oligodendroglioma brain cancer. It's a very rare type of brain cancer, and there hasn't been a lot of advances in treatments in the last 30 years. So when we were discussing treatment options, we uh, chose to be treated at MD Anderson since his mom was there and doing her stem cell transplant. So we lived in Houston for seven weeks for radiation treatments. And then we came home and made monthly trips back to Houston while we did six six-week rounds of three different types of chemo. Now he finished his treatments in December of 19, and we are currently on watch and wait mode, and we're blessed to be out of treatments with stable scans for over a year now, and it is such a relief for us. Unfortunately, my mother-in-law fought very hard, and we lost my mother-in-law in November of 2020. So it's been a rough time for us. This journey has been hard, y'all. As a caregiver, I immediately jumped in to get him the best care he needs mode. Everything revolved around him. I managed all the appointments and the meds and made sure our local care team did everything exactly as the Houston care team requested. We battled this while he worked full time. I ran my business full time. We homeschooled. We kept our church commitments. Guys, it was a lot. I became more and more passionate about the importance of becoming priority. And my Instagram name took a whole new meaning for me personally. I needed self-care. I needed my mental health to be in the best place it could be. I won't lie, the scale has not been my friend the last couple of years, and I am at a weight that I swore I would never get back at. But that number on the scale is not my focus. This journey reminded me why it was important for me to fill my tank every morning by spending time in the Word and reminded me of God's promises because reality was consuming me and staring me in the face every single day. It reminded me how important moving my body was because it helped me handle stress better, and that was also good for my mental health. It reminded me how important staying on top of things and finding habits and routines was because at any moment our schedule could change. 
So I needed to be more organized and have information available when I needed it. Our health is so much more than just working out and eating right. I know that the healthy habits that I had in place before this journey started, both spiritually, mentally, and physically, carried me through some of the most stressful years of my life. And without those in place, I couldn't have been there for my husband and supported him the way that he needed, or my family. So I am passionate about helping women become priority in their life. Caregivers, all the moms, those taking care of their spouses, maybe you're taking care of your parents, because I'm in all of those seasons right now. So that is my why behind the podcast. There are so many areas of self-care that we never even think about that are so important for our overall health. I want to help you see all these areas of self-care and see how important they are in your life so you can show up well for yourself and then for others. But more importantly, so that when life does get hard, you already have a strong foundation in place to carry you through without breaking your faith, without breaking your mental health, without destroying your physical health. And if you're already in that hard season, I want to help you hold your head up and keep pushing through because I feel called to walk beside others who feel alone because you're not alone. You're not the only one feeling and thinking the things that you do. I can't wait to encourage you to inspire you to show up better for yourself because you matter and to support you on your journey to becoming priority in your life. That's what this podcast is here for. That's my why. I want to build a community that shows up and supports others and becoming priority in their life as well. I want to thank you for joining me today. I can't wait to see where this journey takes us and how God uses this platform to impact lives. And I'm so thankful that you're along for the ride. We'll talk again soon. Have a great day. Hey friends, I just want to thank you for tuning in today. I hope that you were encouraged and reminded that when you take time for yourself to focus on your spiritual, mental, or physical health, it is not selfish. It really does allow you to show up better for others without losing who you were created to be in the process. If you enjoyed today's episode and you would like to support the podcast, please share it with others. Post about it on Instagram and tag me at Becoming Priority. I would love to hear your takeaways. You can also leave a rating and review on iTunes or wherever you listen. It really does help to get the word out and build this community, and it means a lot to me. Until next time, make sure you're taking the steps needed and carving out space for yourself because you matter and you deserve it.